before we get into the episode, uh, we wanted to talk to you about Mischief Media and all of the awesome podcasts that we have going strong. Yeah, especially during this time when we're all in our homes and <laughs> unable to commute. Yeah, but no commute does not mean no podcast. It doesn't. Honestly, more podcasts. It means more, more. podcasts. Uh, since we last had an episode of Make New Mistakes, I think we've added to to the network. Nonplussed. Yes. And Healthy Geek Academy. Our last episode was with Robin. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's gosh. <laughs> wow. It's been a minute here on Make New Mistakes, so we're going to explain why in the rest of the episode. Um, but you should go to mischiefmedia.com and check out the wide variety of shows we have. Nonplus is one that um, I've been listening to now. So actually, Nonplus and Healthy Geek Academy I've been listening to um, with great excitement every time there's a new yeah. episode. Uh, Nonplus is a gay romp through Disney Plus with Josh and Clancy, who are husbands, and talk about uh, all, you know, they, they, they pick a pick a movie and, or pick something on Disney Plus and break it down. They did Sister Act and it was oh. hilarious. Yeah, That's awesome. Real fun. And then Robin, our our um, Healthy Geek Academy host, is has been just kicking ass talking about how to stay well and alert and active, active, yeah, active and healthy during this time of craziness, <laughs> which is very important. So go listen to that for sure. Um, and then we have the old favorites of a story most queer and jump scare mm-hmm. and extraneous that have just been putting out really fun episodes through this entire mm-hmm. time. So again, go to mischiefmedia.com and check out all of our podcasts. On to the show. Welcome to Make New Mistakes, a show about being in business, being in charge, and being the one to totally screw it up. Hosted by two lady C-suite types who are still learning, like you. Hi, Takia. <laughs> Hi, Melissa. I haven't seen you in person since March 9th. Oh my god. Yeah, I was talking to someone and I was like, I haven't used a public restroom since February. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did once because we had to go back to... Um, so we, we flew New York. Uh, my my fiancés, this is for some ah. podcast. My fiancés. Uh, uh, family has a house in the woods. And so um, as an immunocompromised person, I am was very excited to get out of New York. And so, but one day I did have to go back to um, go to a doctor and I used the public bathroom once. And man, you'd think I was performing open heart surgery <laughs> the way I attempted it. Don't touch Two anything. Two different sets of gloves. Yeah. Don't touch anything. Two sets of gloves. Anything touches anything. You like pour hand sanitizer <laughs> on like my dress. I did. I was wearing like a little shift dress. So I just like rubbed hand sanitizer all over it. Just we gotta wild. be careful. Uh, so, what are we talking about here? I make no mistake. I think that's what we're talking about: the deep uncertainty of this time and um, yes. how you manage that as leaders. I wish I had an answer. <laughs> well, so I- I've been texting people. <laughs> I have some other people I know who are um, leaders and bosses and whatever the, the, the right word yeah. is. I have reached out in recent days to say, how are you doing this? And the consensus is no idea. 
just getting through it day by day. Yeah, I think that that's actually like a really important step in managing uncertainty is like building a network that you can depend on, um, even if the answer is I don't know. Like, I think that there's something really great in that validation that everyone is going through this crazy thing together. It's not that someone else has it figured out and you are just flailing. Um, and so building a network and having people that you can reach out to is really important. Yeah. Uh, have you been reaching out? to some people's um a little bit i have mostly been trying to like check in with folks internally um and making sure that everyone has the level of support that they need um i in my like most virgo way i feel a lot better when i can help someone else and like organize something for someone else um you're saying you're a fixer i had no idea me a fixer no no (laughs) Um, And so that's been really good. I've also been talking with a lot of friends um, who are like entrepreneurs and like doing, you know, their own individual businesses or side hustles or whatever about like how to, you know, squirrel away their acorns, how to make it through this time when you don't know when uh, things will be back to normal, um, which is something we're dealing with. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I think we can. We can say uh, mischief after our round of PPP funding that we talked about here on the podcast there with no sign that that was going to be extended or, or, or what um, we had to undergo furloughs because we had to yeah. prepare our business for moving every single one of our events, which now, which from 2020 to 2021, which literally today, the news is that Florida is going to be the next which, uh, yeah place, the next like central point. Yeah. And so thank Goodness, I mean, we, we had an event in four weeks in Florida. Every time I read oh, something God. about Florida, I'm just like, it's hard to articulate the feeling that swells up in my chest because part of me is still thinking yeah. about God of Thrones that was supposed to be in four weeks in Florida. In four um, weeks. And also part of me is just like, as someone who went through New York being the hotspot, I just like have in incredible empathy for folks going through that like it is something that is incredibly scary and it's hard to describe if you haven't had to go through it and like I don't wish that on anyone um and so it's really hard to watch all of these states that you know in March didn't have as many cases but now are just like taking off so we because all of our events moved forward basically our whole our whole year of work got put on pause. I mean, I say that it's not like we don't have other work that we do. Obviously, this <laughs> network is part of it. But, you know, a really large portion of the work that we do has been moved forward. And so we had to really assess what that meant for the company. Would we have preferred to have, you know, the ability to just keep everybody on full time? And yes. Just, <laughs> and just find, I mean, of course, like we, <laughs> I'd love that. <laughs> but that is not where the world is right now. And even more than that, the uncertainty um, seeping into the events industry every day that this goes on mm-hmm. makes the the future less certain. So it's it's now it's not just oh we're moving it forward and everything's going to be fine. We'll do it in a, in a year. Now it's like what steps do we have to take to make sure that we're part of the event industry surviving this even after there's a vaccine. Yeah, even after. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I um I think that the uncertainty in the events industry like top to bottom not just conventions but like trade shows and Mm -hmm. i mean hospitality concerts airlines and just like everywhere podcast tours yeah yeah 
um, is mm-hmm. is crazy. Um, and one of the things that I saw recently was that they were planning a convention at the uh, Orton County Convention Center, which is where we would be in Florida mm-hmm. as the like first, you know, post COVID event or what have you. And I think it was set for July and is was going to be an expo, like an events expo, like it like focused around how do we restart the events industry? Um, and I don't, I don't know where that, is. I don't know where that is anymore. Um, I haven't. That's so meta. Yeah. I don't even know what to say about that. Wait, they were planning mm-hmm. this July uh-huh. to talk about post COVID with the events industry. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who planned that? Can we have to talk? I just want to talk. I just want to Honestly, talk. I need to, I need to go back and find it and see if it's still a thing with the way that Florida is looking right now. Um, they fled the country. Anybody who put that program <laughs> together has fled the But country. it's just such an example of how, you know, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, we may have thought that, like, the worst was coming to an end and things we can start right. to figure out how things look after this. Um, and it can just turn on a dime. And we don't know what next month looks like. We don't know what next week looks like, honestly. Um, yeah. That's when we shut down the office. I remember, so we shut down about a week before the world shut down. And I remember it was because, you know, we all have history with working from home. And it was, it was, there was a cut, like, infections were like increasing in New York. And it was like, why, why, why should everybody be on a subway? Just work from home. We'll see you guys in a couple Mm -hmm. of weeks. And then a couple of weeks just kept extending. And this extended period of uncertainty for a while sent me into like a, you know, like a deep panic. And now you, you just a custom it's just a constant level of <laughs> what's you know where's the water today and the un- like made me realize that i don't think we're built for this level of uncertainty to be in our lives and the the way in which i have adjusted frankly to a lot of it it's a little bit scary yes yes i mean do you feel the same a hundred percent i think that one, we are not built psychologically to be at this level of stress and have something that is quite honestly life or death staring us down for three, four months. Like that is just like not sustainable as a human being. And so we grow accustomed to it. We make small adjustments. We figure out a way to live our lives as normally as possible around this. Um, And it's weird to see the ways in which life has changed and would be unrecognizable to a tequila in January. <laughs> but that's how you get through uncertain times, is that you figure out what you can do and where you can exercise control and and what are the changes that you can make to make it more sustainable for you as an individual. And then uh, more broadly speaking, for the company and for the people that you work with. And it's a day-to-day adjustment. Yeah, there's a lot of like, I wake up in the morning and I kind of check in with myself about how I feel physically, how I feel mentally. In the beginning, I was keeping up my exercise regime and that was helping a lot. I wish I could tell you. <laughs> I wish I could tell you, Takia, that I would stuck with it. Have not, but have gotten a lot like diet, not, not, not like a health thing, but like consistent diet and not being terrible about my diet yeah like actually helps me mentally you're, you know you're what I mean? eating food <laughs> at regular intervals I'm eating, like real food <laughs> we've had a couple of weeks there where it was like screw everything and just like ice cream and like you know and it was just ice cream's great but when you have it every night you know and like that can 
for me personally, that that actively affects my mental space also. So I do a couple weeks of that sometimes. I'm like, all right, lock this back down because you know that in two or three days of like treating your body right with food, your mental space is going to be affected as well. So like getting really, um, really clear actually about which of those things affect me. Also, I've been like super controlling about other things that I wasn't before, like our finances, Mm -hmm. like our, our, our entities finances. I've been, um, locking down every last dollar because a, it's a measure of control, which makes me feel in control. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) it's a pandemic. We need to, to, you know, allocate and do it. I think that that's, another important thing like on top of building a network that you can reach out to it's finding things to do that are both meaningful and tangible so it is important that the finances be under control and it also is like clear like you can see numbers on a sheet there is a there's a clear amount of money in a bank account it is very tangible whereas honestly the the specter of fear that the coronavirus has both on the world and on this industry is not tangible like it is it just feels like this blob of anxiety (laughs) (laughs) i cannot believe it has only been three months since the world kind of looked normal and yet i can't believe it's been three whole months (laughs) i know i know i know but you know in three months, I think about time so differently now because, like you said, we're four weeks out from an event. The space from where we were to um, from where we were, like in our work cycle, to where we would have yeah. been four weeks out from an event, it's like not very long, and it's making me realize just how condensed our work cycles are. Yes. Um, you know, and like every decision is fraught. I've got eighteen forecast documents that I that I play with a million different scenarios on for how we're gonna yes. you know come out and mischief is lucky in a lot of ways we've gotten a lot of support there's a lot of more support um available to us that I'm sort of like waiting to hit the button on because I want to make sure we do it in the in the right time so we are gonna get through this um it's just you know furloughing people is horrible and only second to being furloughed you know uh so it's um it's, I don't know what I'm trying to say. This whole period has been a big all learning curve for us. Absolutely. And honestly, it's a lot of lessons I didn't want to learn. <laughs> yeah. On, yes. And like, I feel particularly attuned to, and I don't know if attuned is the right word, but I'm like paying way more attention to people's moods than I was even before because I'm so worried about everybody and how they're like how they're doing and how they're coping. And I don't know at what point that veers into um, micromanagement and over and like unhelpful, you know what I'm saying? Or, or like you are like, I'm trying to determine which of my actions during the day are like are, are helpful or not as, as in leadership in a business, you don't necessarily have, a list of things that need to get done. Your whole day is about how, what actions am I taking that are up to me Mm -hmm. that are, that are advancing us. Mm -hmm. And when there's no certainty, it's a really wild and difficult place to be. And we've had a lot of ups and downs. We've had a lot of like moments where we expected that, you know, big things could be happening for us, even in this crazy times. And then only to like have that all brought back to earth. So the peaks and valleys are also, very 
very um real and affecting and yeah yeah i don't know i don't know if if, if people are hoping for an answer to how to deal with uncertainty during all this but maybe this can provide some solidarity at least yeah absolutely and i think that like working through uncertainty is also a little bit about your state of mind um that like it is true that this is hard and it is scary and i don't know what tomorrow looks like um there is also a way to see that as exciting, right? Like this is, Mm -hmm. you know, like this is hard work. We are learning a lot. I don't know what tomorrow looks like. So it could be anything. Um, There is a lot of potential here. There is a lot of time in the next four weeks when we would be up to our eyeballs in event stuff when we have more space to breathe and have strategic conversations and look at the big picture of this company. Um, And that's, those are things that I think it's worth uh, acknowledging and like feeling positive about because it can be very easy to just be like the world is ending. Everything is a trash fire. Everything's coming apart. Um, Mm -hmm. But there is some good out there. I think that I'll say that all this uncertainty has also pushed us into um, more aggressive and proactive stances than we had been, which is really good. We've, we've, everybody's guilty of coasting a little bit on on practices and things that you've done and um all this uncertainty has made us seek out other opportunities and seek out um things that we wouldn't normally do which i'm obviously i'm obviously um casing this in vague language because because all those things are are uh subjective or speculative so you can't really you know you can't exactly announce them on a podcast but there's a lot of like cool things that we're working on that we maybe would have waited longer to try and work on without this uncertainty when, when, and I, and I've, I've, I've learned that, um, uncertainty will freeze me for a while and then launch me into action. It's just that I'm used to action being met with more response right now, Mm -hmm. but that's because of the rest of the world being so uncertain. Yeah. I mean, and I think that as event organizers, we have honestly an unfair advantage because events are very stressful and there is just no way you can foresee what's going to happen. The one certainty I walk into every event with is that something I don't expect (laughs) is going to happen. Um, And I think that that's a frame of mind that makes you really great in a crisis. Um, But on the other hand, as like a very operations oriented person who likes to have her eyes dotted and T's crossed, I am used to having planned for this. <laughs> and as it turns out, I did not plan for a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> How could you not plan for a pandemic? Didn't foresee I mean, this one. On. <laughs> did not put anything in place. I just, the ways that it has upended literally everything is really eye-opening that we like the fact that the world hasn't been planning for this possibility just shows the complacency we've been sitting in because this is this is unlike unlike a local natural disaster unlike you know all natural disasters have an element of a lot of tragedy but when you compare the scale to not just the tragic loss of human life but the the like ongoing effect on communities, the 45 million people who are unemployed right now, it is of a, it is of a level, like not since the great depression yeah. has something been this, this had this kind of effect. And you would think 
Well, there probably are many people out there saying, hey, you should pay more attention to this because if this happens... Yeah, I'm. As a matter of fact, they did. Yeah, I, it's like I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go into a political thing here. However, 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 there were people planning for this. There was, a, <laughs> there, there was whole organizational structures for exactly <laughs> this kind of thing. And honestly, it just seems like maybe there's a dearth of global leadership, and I don't know where that could be coming from. This is shocking. I've never heard this before, especially from you. I've never heard this before. It's funny because as I was saying it, I was realizing that the the length of this and the uncertainty of this has made me forget a little bit what it was like that we weren't all caught unawares. Some people were caught very awares. Uh Some people had actual drills Mm -hmm. of what to do should this happen. Prepared for them by people who actually knew what they were doing in their jobs. So, yes, yeah. you're mm-hmm. right. And then, like, the length of this just is it's like status quo is a very um, interesting and troublesome force. You know? Yep. <laughs> That's all I got. So, <laughs> That's, all, That's all I got. That's all I got. Um, there's, so, there's actually, speaking of preparing for this, there's actually an episode of Explained on Netflix on pandemics because like, oh. and there's a, I think there's a good Ezra Klein show episode about this that like happened a couple of like, maybe last, like sometime last year, um, because this is the thing that everyone said was going to be the thing that unraveled the world that like, we were just waiting for the next pandemic in a lot of ways. Um, so whatever it's fine (laughs) it's fine fine. i was um we've been we've been on a rewatch for a while now but we've been on a rewatch of um homeland and that's that's one that you like kind of like we never finished it so we sort of like went back to the beginning so we went back to the beginning and are slowly sort of pacing through it and we're on season three and in the beginning of season three i won't spoil the real plot points but they're in venezuela and um it shows what happens when an economy evaporates. Mm. And for the first time I looked at one of these one of these depictions of an evaporated economy and thought, we are not far from that. Mm-mm. And it's terrifying. Boy, we're we are we are just rays of sunshine here today on Mischief Managed. <laughs> Mischief Managed, you hear me? Make new mistakes. Yeah. Um, I mean that's the thing. That's the that's the uh spiral that you can very easily fall into during times of uncertainty because it's like I can't imagine a positive future and so I am dwelling (laughs) on all of the things that are going wrong and I think that it's really important to acknowledge that and make space for that and like accept that like yeah the world is a trash fire um but there is hope somewhere and I think that a really important part of managing uncertainty, whether it's in your personal life or in your professional life, is being able to have a vision of hope and like lean in, like lean towards that. Um, and I think that that's something that we have been doing here. Yes. Um, yes. Honestly, since the beginning, like there has been a lot mm-hmm. of like, oh God, what's going to happen? But we are very quick to come up with a plan A, a plan B, a plan C. And also, a blue sky. Um, right. That's, yeah, it's absolutely true. The fact that we can see and plan for and get excited about what's coming in our future is has been a very powerful force. And even if some of what's coming is just our belief in ourselves and our belief in our team and our belief in our ability to pull ourselves out of this, I think is um really important piece of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
So, have a dream, is what we're saying. <laughs> Make a vision board. <laughs> You're at home. Make a vision board. And, you know. Anyway. Yeah. Build, <sighs> build a network, yeah. find a tangible thing, have a dream. Those are three. I think we did it. I think we solved it. <laughs> we did it. That's, yes. And I didn't realize that we've, that's like that's like we've been doing. You know, reaching out to the network, have a plan, have a dream. Solved. <laughs> Uncertainty solved. Here I'm making mistakes. <laughs> so uh, one of the, the, the uncertainty has been why we've been unable to record this podcast. <laughs> because thinking about what this podcast is about, which is the, the, the mistakes that you ma- naturally make in the course of business, nothing feels like a mistake right now because everything is the pandemic. Mm-hmm. It, also, it also feels like everything's a mistake. It feels like, uh, like isolating in on like, man, I didn't handle this completely unprecedented situation as well as I could have. <laughs> sort of feels like a duh moment to everybody, you know? And, and thinking about life before this is pretty nigh on impossible. Was there life before this? I don't think that, you know, I've, I've, I've studied it together. <laughs> I don't know if there was. Oh man! I'll make my dream board and I'll let you know. Yeah, oh, that's so funny. I did make a dream board uh, at the end of last year. Cool. No, <laughs> no, no. Oh, I gotta okay. tell you, no, I said cool. None of those really stand. Before you said at the end of last year, I was like, oh, cool. And then you said at the end of last year, I was like, oh. Mm. <laughs> wah, wah. Um, I so I texted Jordan at some point during this, and it was just like a there was something going on near his house or like sirens or something. So I just texted him to kind of like see if he was okay, like what was happening. And I looked at our, our, our previous text because we normally communicate in Slack yeah. and our previous text right before it was, or it were in late 2019. It was something unrelated. And at the end I was like, 2020 is going to be such a year for us. I can't wait. And he was like, me too. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was like, Jordan, look at our old text. He's like, oh, like vomit emoji. You know? There was a, so at BroadwayCon this year, um, there was a guard standing outside the door of the bacon event. Um, the bacon event? As the, as we were getting. Let's not even explain it. Bacon event. Sorry. There was a bacon yeah, event. That's, that's all you, need, all you need to know. Um, and it was like, as we were getting alerts about the coronavirus like shutting down things in Wuhan like it was like at the very beginning of this um and he like made a comment about like how uh sucks that they named it after corona because like the stocks are gonna tank and I laughed and also was like that's so dumb (laughs) like I was just like this is a dumb exchange that I'm having sitting here waiting for time to pass and I remember it so crystal clearly because it was like one of the first like times I had talked to someone like publicly about this thing and I was just kind of rolling my eyes and then everything starts to just like happen, happen. Yeah. um there is there there are going to be before coronavirus and after coronavirus stories like that is the way the world will look next year uh, and it's 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 really interesting to be living through historical moments over and over and over again. Um, but I I do think that we're prepared for this, um, at least psychologically. I do think that as a society and as a company, like we will get through this. I I agree that it's hard to think about what the world looked like before and it's impossible to know what the world will look like after. And so 
as we are in it, it is very hard to talk about high level, making mistakes and growing and learning. Um, because as we talk, as we have this conversation, we're doing it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So stay tuned to make mistakes <laughs> to find out how we grew and how we learn. Ding. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we are going to get back to recording this podcast. We just needed it to recenter and rethink about what it will mean and, and maybe just make ourselves a nice list of things. Yeah. <laughs> 25 topics all at once. In the meantime, if you have questions about how we are dealing with this or anything at all, send us an email. What are we? Newmistakespod at gmail.com? We are. And honestly, send us your mistakes. We would love to talk about those. <laughs> yes, please do. I would love to talk more about mistakes you have made, mistakes that you would like um, us to comment on, and what you're learning during the time of coronavirus. I would love to hear from other people in business. Um, what kind of what kind of things they're learning? Yeah, through all this uncertainty. Have you seen any mistakes in the news? It's hard to see anything but <laughs> mistakes in the news <laughs> right now. Um, there's so many. Um, how about you? Ugh. I again don't want to get political, and this hasn't mm. and this hasn't happened yet technically. But the Trump rally in Tulsa, dear Lord. <laughs> oh, did you see that they're suing? So the Trump. Okay. Yeah. So we're recording this on June 18th. Yep. <laughs> Tomorrow is June 19th mm-hmm. when the Trump Trump originally scheduled his rally without any self-awareness or perhaps too much self-awareness. Scheduled his rally. The first one since coronavirus mm-hmm. hit. Rescheduled it, bowed to public pressure, which is a big flag that things are really spiraling for him because he never does that. Yep. And then, and now the, there's there's a lawsuit to make the rally attendees have to follow CDC guidelines on social distancing, on masks, etc. Uh, and I don't know if there's like there's like an injunction that they're trying to to get, but you know if a, a, if the court. <laughs> Says yes, you have to follow CDC guidelines. What do you think is the possibility that we see Donald Trump in a mask? God only knows. Yeah, ah. or even his people at his at his rally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm just I'm. This is this seems like a very large mistake <laughs> that is that is that is going to unfold before our eyes, <laughs> like a slow moving really? train wreck. Yeah. Well, how. Hmm. They make them sign, they're making them sign some sort of waiver. And like, part of me is like, yeah, that's a liability waiver. Are we all going to have liability waivers about, about epidemics in the future? Just in general, just period. Yeah. I kind of like see it. On the other hand, it's like in the middle of a raging pandemic, you're making people promise that they won't uh, sue you if they pick up the wild, the wildly raging pandemic that we know is killing people while coming out to dear leader you. I... <laughs> yeah, though, like, at the same time, this this one is crazy. This one is a mistake. This one is going to be very, very bad. And it is a health concern. And it is scary. And like, I don't want anyone to die out of this. But 100,000 right. people it, like in a closed in space right now oh. is bad. I do. It's 100,000? Something like, like that's one of the quotes that I saw. Um, oh, my but God. I do imagine that next year, 
the terms and conditions for every event that you go to is going to have some sort of I realize like I recognize the uh, potential for yeah like you have to yeah you have to so yes that's mistakes in the news (laughs) this week Uh, any kind of coping mechanisms you're 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 doing I think I mentioned a couple I'm still eating a lot of brownies honestly. Sounds great to me. Oh, man. Um, I've really enjoyed doing the Steven Universe extraneous with Leah. Um, It's really nice to be watching a cartoon. Uh, And I've started watching Avatar with my... (gasps) Have you never? I have never. This is my first time. (gasps) I'm so excited for you. (laughs) Truly. I thought it was going to take Will like at least five or six episodes to get into it. I sort of... I was like, just, just to get him to watch a cartoon, you know, I was like, just sit with me for like two episodes. At the end of the second episode, he was just like, wait, let's, we must keep going. And we watched the whole thing in like four days. Wow. Yeah. So are you, what are you up to? We are, we just finished book two. So. Oh, now you're really getting into it. Yeah. So we shall get to firebending, I suppose, very soon. It's so good. And Azula. (laughs) Have you met Azula yet? Yeah. Yes. She's actually crazy. She only just batch it. Yes. And she only gets better as a character <laughs> as time goes on. She's one of the most enjoyable, like from a visceral, like she's a horrible person, of course, but she's so good to watch. <laughs> oh, I, I love, I love Avatar. But yeah, so that's been good. That, those are coping mechanisms. Lots of cartoons. Yeah. Honestly, there's so much cuddling with the dog in this house mm. that, um, and I, and I, and I, and I recommend getting engaged. It's a- <laughs> <laughs> Do you now? <laughs> did that, if it's your thing, did that help? <laughs> if it's your thing, it, did, it was, <laughs> it just, you know, it was really, it was really it nice. A, a light, and- a light in the dark times. <laughs> It's it's wild that in the middle of all this, one of like the like I don't know maybe top five most important things to happen in my life happened in the middle of all mm-hmm. this. You know, it's um, a good story. <laughs> definitely a good story of why I got proposed to with a shell. Yep. <laughs> you t- try to get a ring right yeah. now. Try. <laughs> you know. Um, but um, yeah, no, it's that's been that's been it's been lovely to sort of like sit in that um, renewal of appreciation of each other's existence on this planet you know mm-hmm. it's been helpful so yeah <laughs> well guys go out and get engaged <laughs> you know if it's your thing if it's your thing <laughs> go out and get engaged but if it's not then watch some steven universe and listen to extraneous steven universe and watch avatar because if you haven't what are you doing <laughs> um and go join our Patreon so we can talk all about it. Yes, absolutely. We're at patreon.com slash making mischief. And we've got really cool tiers, including our Discord, where we talk about all of these things. We do. <laughs> all of these things and our animals and cooking. Animal Crossing. There's so much Animal so Crossing much. in the Discord. And as someone who just like doesn't do video games, <laughs> it's just like wild to watch. So two things. We had to make a separate channel uh-huh. for yeah. Animal Crossing because it was too much. And I can't believe I haven't mentioned this, but when we talk about coping strategies, uh, at midnight tonight, I cease to exist to the world because at midnight tonight, The Last of Us Part Two will start <laughs> being active on my PS4. And everybody who 
you've heard me talk about mm-hmm. this. It's my favorite story. One of my favorite stories of all time. It's been seven years since I played the original and I am so excited. I can't, it's been a real ray of ray of light, even though it's going to be a very bleak and horrible and brutal story. I'm ready for some catharsis. Bring it. So midnight tonight, I'm not going to exist for like two days. <laughs> Very exciting. I was gonna take I was gonna take the day off when this happened, but it turns yeah. out we don't have we don't we closed our office on Fridays, so I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, and I will talk. I would love to talk about that in the Patreon or in the Discord with all of, with all of y'all. Yes. So go to Patreon.com/slash Making Mischief, support all of our awesome podcasts, and listen to Mel talk about uh, the Last of Us too. Alright, thanks everybody for listening and thank you for continuing to do so and we will be here making more mistakes together. Yes, we'll talk to you soon. Bye.